0: Jesus promised his disciples in Acts 1.8, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Welcome to You Shall Receive Power. And here are your hosts, Etienne McClintock and Colin Hone.
1: Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome. Thank you for joining us on the program. We are delighted to have your company again. And just as we start, we just invite you to bow your heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, it's a delight for us to come into your presence. Just ask for your blessing upon our study today. May you bless the listener, Father. May you give him and her the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we ask the same for us as we communicate these beautiful truths about this intimate relationship we can have With you, Father And also how this can make a practical difference In each and every person's life This is our prayer, in Jesus' name Amen Amen So our discussion today has to do with the Holy Spirit And the key to practical experience It comes from this book by Helmut Horbel, Steps to Personal Revival And you can download that just by typing it into a search engine Like Google And you'll find a PDF to download It is for free And today we are in chapter 5 And we're looking at the keys to practical experience So there's some questions we want to answer, Colin And is how can we implement and experience God's solutions for us in our lives And then the other question we also want to answer in relation to that is How should we pray so that we can be sure So we can have some certainty around the baptism And receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit How can we be sure of being filled with the Holy Spirit Um,
2: So prayer and being filled with the Holy Spirit go hand in hand Yes You know, you can read that in Luke chapter 11 Mm. in the parable where uh, Jesus, they asked Jesus how how to pray. And Jesus tells them a parable and he links the parable of asking bread to share with your neighbor for asking for the Holy Spirit. That's right. And so it's important that we go on a journey through faith and that we ask with faith for the Holy Spirit. Mm. That means after praying for the Holy Spirit, we need to trust and be certain that the Lord has answered our prayer and that he has already given us the Holy Spirit while asking.
1: Okay, so we've got, to, we've got to have confidence in the promises of God's word that God will do exactly what he says he would do in his word.
2: That's right. Hmm. So we have to ask believing in faith that he will give you the Holy Spirit. And we can read that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 14.
1: It says that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And I think there's another translation that's, uh, that also says that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit by believing in Christ. That's
2: right. And I love it how this says here in the New King James Version, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Mm. That we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. And each one of them all says we receive it through faith. faith. That's right. By believing in Christ, other translations have
1: through hmm. faith. so we, we banish unbelief and we banish that uh, severed relationship which distrusted God. Now what we're saying is, Lord, we fully trust you, we have full confidence in you, and the words and the things that you've promised, we know you won't let us yeah, down.
2: So we're praying for the promise that God has promised us. We're praying, Lord, yeah, yeah. fulfill that promise you promised you'd given us. We believe by faith that we will you know those who are in Christ will receive the promise. Of the Holy Spirit Because God yes. said He would pour out His Holy Spirit Upon that's, us that's Upon right. all yes. flesh So you know God has given us Special help So that we can easily Trust our Heavenly Father And we call it Praying with the promises mm. So what does it mean To pray with a promise So let me give you An example Let's assume That your child Isn't good at French In school mm. And you want to Encourage your child To study French Really hard And you promise him That if he gets A good grade On his report card that he'll receive, you'll give him twenty dollars. Okay. So you know, if you do really good on your report, I'm going to give you twenty dollars. So the child starts to study hard. Uh, you also help him with French, and he and he, uh, he really does uh, gets a really good grade. What happens now mm. when the child comes home from school and comes to the front door? He calls out Lally and goes, "Hey, hey, Dad!" For example, twenty dollars. <laughs> Why is he so certain that he'll get twenty dollars? Because a promise has been made. And he's fulfilled the requirements Yes In fact, this is normal for most people today Mm. You know, I promise, you know, if you do this, I will promise to do that So there's an example But it could be that at the moment, I don't have $20 Okay Can it be that God doesn't have something that he promised? Impossible
1: That's impossible,
2: Or it could be that I take my promise back and say, I read in a book on education that you shouldn't motivate children to study with money. Mm. I've come back with it. You know, <laughs> oh, by the way, after I made mind. that promise, I read something else that we shouldn't motivate our children to study with the mm. promise of money. So I can't give you the twenty bucks. Mm. God doesn't change. God does. God change his mind later? No, no, impossible. We can see that when we have a promise from God and have fulfilled the requirements, then there is only one possibility that we receive the promise. That's right. Now. Through God's promises, he wants to encourage us to go in a certain direction. For example, receiving the Holy Spirit, which gives us God's power in our lives. He wants, it, he wants to make it easy for us to trust him. Trust is at the heart of faith. I want to make that point. Trust is at the heart of faith. So I want to go through a few good Bible verses um, for praying with promises. And the first one is found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15.
1: Okay, it says, and now this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us, and if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of Him. So,
2: what's what's the the promises made? Yes, but there's a condition, hmm. and the condition is in the word "if." If we ask anything according to His will. He hears us That's right So you've got to pray According to his will But where do you find out Where God's will is?
1: In the word of God In
2: the Bible In the word of God Yeah If God makes a promise And there's a condition On that that promise Then we just got to ask According to his will
1: Mm, So there's two ifs there It says if we ask anything According to his will He hears us And then it says If we know he hears us So he's heard us Whatever we ask We know that we have The petition we have asked for Now
2: sometimes you might Have to wait Sure
1: But you wait in expectation that God will fulfill his promise A delay doesn't mean no That's right Yeah, and, and when it's a promise of the Lord It's always a yes But a yes in the right time That's right
2: mm. And so God gives a general promise That he answers prayers That are according to his will mm. God's will is expressed in commandments and, in, and promises We may rely on them in our prayers Then in verse 15 it goes on to say Remember what you just said And if we yeah. know that he hears us Whatever we ask We know that we have the petitions That we have asked of him And I love another translation. It says, if we know that God hears what we ask for, we know that we have it. Mm. So what does this mean? Our prayers, according to God's will, are answered in the same moment that we bring them to God. Right at that moment, our prayers are answered. But emotionally, we usually don't notice anything. Because what are we? We're looking at eyes, ears, smell. Senses, yes. Our senses. Our prayers are answered by faith. Not by our feelings, the feelings come later on mm. when the actually prayer does get answered, then sure, our feelings might be one of joy and yeah uh, et cetera yeah, and for example, you know um you know people who have prayed in praying with nicotine or alcohol addicted people or addictions uh, Helmut Helbert talks about at the moment when we, they pray for deliverance, they don't notice anything mm. they receive the answer by. That's right But a few hours later they notice they don't have any craving for tobacco or alcohol anymore There's many people who've prayed Mm. Like that lady who prayed You know, Lord, I want to give up coffee And I pray for faith that you'll give me the power to do it And she asked God to do it Yes All right, and guess what? She didn't have the cravings anymore Mm. At that moment they received the practical answer to their prayer It might be a few hours or a few days or whatever it is When God answers that prayer now, Jesus says in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, these important words, and this is really good counsel from Jesus.
1: It says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them.
2: And that's pretty clear, isn't it? Very clear. But the timing, the timing is in God's hand. Mm. And again, I love what Ellen White says in the Spirit of Prophecy.
1: Okay, this is from the book Education, page 258. We need to look for no outward evidence of the blessing, the gift is in the promise, and we may go about our work assured that God, what God has promised, he is able to perform, and that the gift which we already possess will be realized when we need it most. That's right. So wow. if we ask according to God's will mm.
2: something, God promises to do it. That is an incredible
1: promise. What a powerful statement! All right, and, then, and but it'll be when we need it most. Mm. Okay. And it we might... already possess that gift by faith because we've claimed it by promise. It's by faith, not
2: by feelings. That's mm. the important thing. Hey, I'm not feeling it, God. I'm not feeling yeah. it. Well, it's not about feeling. God says to ask in faith and believe that He'll There's do something he better promises.
1: than feeling, because feelings
2: come and go. That's the Word of God, and they're up and down. Yeah, you know, we're emotional beings, so we shouldn't be searching for outward proof. Here. It certainly means searching for an emotional experience. And this is what Roger J. Mornay said about the spirits and demons, Mm. how they want people to go about it. Listen to to what he says. Just read his quotation.
1: yeah, Yeah, It says, The spirits, which are the demons, would encourage people to listen to their feelings instead of to the word of Christ and his prophets. In no surer way could the spirits obtain control of people's lives without the individual realizing what has happened. Now that's out of his book, you, and the name of the book? It's The Trip into the Supernatural, uh, written in 18, 1982,
2: page 43. Now Roger J. Mornay was in, involved
1: in deep
2: uh, demonic and Satan worship. That's right. He was right in the hub of it. Mm. So he basically got to ex- know what the devil and the um, demons' methods were of trying to deceive people. That's right. And this was one of the ways they did it by encouraging people to listen to their feelings mm. instead of the Word of God and His prophets. Okay, and then they could they could then get control of their lives and without them even realizing what was happening. So praying with promises opens God's treasury for us. Our loving Heavenly Father opens an exhaustible account for us. They, the disciples, may expect large things if they have faith in the promises. Now, there's two groups of promises. At the same time, it's important to take a careful distinction between the promises in the Bible, the spiritual promises for, like, for example, forgiveness of sin, Mm. for the Holy Spirit, for the power to do his work and witness, They're always available Always available That is God's will continually for us That's right Look look at Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 39
1: Okay And then Peter said to them Repent and let every one of you be baptized In the name of Jesus Christ For the remission of sins And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit For the promise is to you And to your children And to all who are afar off As many as the Lord our God will call So these are spiritual promises For example Repent
2: Forgiveness of sin and ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to do his work are always available. Mm. But the promises for temporal blessings, even for life itself, are given on occasion and withheld on occasion. Right. As God's providence sees best. You know, there's times when, you know, people are healed and sometimes people aren't healed according to our timetable. Mm. But remember what I said. God's timing, we ask promise, it's in God's timing. That's right. He might heal you straight away. He might heal you one year later, or he definitely will heal you at the second coming when you get a new body. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? A new body that lives forever. You will be healed. Mm. But we leave the timing and trust in God's providence and his timing. Always remember that. Trust in God. Because sometimes people say, why isn't that person healed? And they give up on God and the promises and everything like that. Mm. You've got to trust God that he knows what he's doing. And many times we're not going to know the answers until we're in Look, heaven Timing is
1: important And the Lord knows best in regards to the best timing That's mm. right And so we leave it at God's providences
2: An example is found in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2
1: Yeah it talks there It so, when you walk through the fire You shall not be burned Nor shall the flame scorch or kindle upon you That's right So God kept this promise in a wonderful way For his three friends in the fiery t- furnace
2: Okay Daniel's, know, Daniel's, three th- friends, yes. Daniel's three friends yes Daniel's three friends Yes When he promised, they went into the fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar put him in this furnace, heated it up, I think, like seven times, and they weren't burnt. Mm
3: -hmm. However,
2: on the other hand, reformers like Huss and Jerome in the Middle Ages and many other people were burnt at the stake in Constance. We could say that their prayers weren't answered, but nevertheless, weren't they answered in a fashion that we aren't acquainted with? Why? This is what a papal writer described the death of these martyrs as followed. And many, mm. you got to realize. In the, I've read the great, a book called "The Great Controversy." You can read about many of these examples in the book "The Great Controversy," a wonderful book on the history of the Reformation and God working uh, through many men and women
1: throughout the Dark Ages. Mm. And listen to what the papal writer says. It says, "Both bore themselves with constant mind when their last hour approached. They prepared for the fires as if they were going to a marriage feast." They uttered no cry of pain When the flames rose They began to sing hymns And scarce could the vehemency of the fire Stop their singing Wow mm. You know usually
2: If someone is burned You can only scream You know I remember if I, if I touched the stove or something hot Ouch Yes Do you know what I mean? Yeah So what happened do you think happened there? God gave them the courage And he did something miraculously Where they were able to sing While they were being burnt alive at the stake Wow That's some miracle that it happened That is miraculous, yes The yeah. grace
1: of God was sufficient for their needs No beha- matter what they went through Yeah mm.
2: Their behavior shows that God did intervene Just not in the manner which is readily visible to us Or yeah. for us This shows me that the temporal promises still have significance for us mm. Now, thanking for the answer Here's the other thing okay. We need to thank God for the you answer Be grateful And actually thanking before it even happens Lord, I thank you before So we can, it... we can do that yeah, Absolutely Yeah You know, we Now, for another important aspect, when our requests have been granted at the moment we ask, then it's right to thank God for the answer in the next, isn't it? Yes. Our thanks at this moment express our trust in God. Well, you might be able to say, thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in the future. Mm. I just believe and trust in you. I thank you, Lord, in advance. Yes, amen. Uh, That he answered our prayer and that we expect to be fulfilled when we need it most. And some believers notice something immediately after they pray. But for many believers, it's similar to Elijah's experience. Mm. Remember Elijah? The Lord wasn't in the storm, was let's, it? Let's go to let's go to First Kings chapter nineteen, verse eleven and twelve, and let's uh, look at what happened when Elijah was praying to the Lord.
1: Okay, it says, and then he said, "Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake." But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And the Lord was in a still small, small voice. voice. And that's right. I
2: must admit, that's been my experience many times. It's not always in a great earthquake, mm. you know, or a great fire or some, you know, it's in a still small voice. And, and you know, sometimes when you pray after a long time, you think nothing happens. And then you start noticing things start taking place and you don't even realize it, mm. that God's doing it. And this changed, you know, this changed Herbal's Helmel, thinking and it's changed my thinking as well. Yes. But, you know, like the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and it's necessary to change my thinking at this moment. But
1: what does Paul say? In Romans chapter twelve, verse two, it says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind Now it's correct to say that you
2: that you answered my prayer, thank you for already granting my request. Thank you that I will experience it at the right time. Mm. just like those you know those uh reformers in the Protestant reformers, they received what they needed. At the right time. That's right. And this is not like self manipulation. You know, for example, with self manipulation, I'm trying to persuade myself. Mm. When I prayed with a promise, then I have a divine basis for my changed thinking because I've already been answered through faith. In this case, if I don't change my thinking, then I'm showing God I don't trust Him.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, But rather, I'm feeling
2: I'm a feeling orientated, Mm. and with this behaviour, I'm making God a liar. And will thus not receive anything. Mm. It's also important that I act accordingly, even when I don't notice anything. You've got to pray the promises and believe, even if you're not even notice anything. You have got to believe God has got it worked out. Yes, because He says I have plans to what? Prosper, Prosper you, 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 yeah, give you to give, give future, you hope, not yeah. to harm you. Mm. He wants us to trust Him, even if you don't notice anything straight away. And God always integrates the necessity to believe He wants us to trust Him Yes, He does I mean, just think about crossing the Jordan River The priests, what did they have to do first? They had to do what? Step into the water
1: I mean, the water had disappeared until they stepped into he it He said,
2: I'm going to part the waters hmm. But the priestess says, now go forward and put the feet in the water So they had to step in the water by faith
1: hmm. So that, the, the, the priest didn't say, oh, well, part the water first Then we'll go through They had to step in the water and then the water parted That's right, in hmm. the water too What about Naaman? You know, Naaman wanted to be healed from leprosy. Yeah, he was a Syrian, wasn't he? Yeah. And mm. he goes
2: to the prophet. I think it was the prophet. Uh, Elisha. Elisha. And Elisha goes and says, what? Guess what? I want you to. Yeah, sure. Go and dip into the Jordan River, which is not a really clean or nice.
1: Yeah, especially down the lower part of the Jordan.
2: Yes. yes. I mean, and he was from the Syria where they had beautiful rivers. Mm. But he says, you've got to go and dip in the water seven times. So Naaman had to dip in the water seven times before he was healed. You know, seven times. He wasn't healed on the first time. If he gave up on the
1: fifth or the sixth time,
2: he wouldn't have been healed. Maybe you're saying, I can't do that. Mm. I can't even imagine doing that. Please remember, there are a lot of things we can't explain. That's true. To this day, we don't know what electricity is. Mm. Although we can use it to to this day, we don't know how children learn to talk. Yeah. But they all learn it. Mm. In the natural world, we are constantly surrounded with wonders beyond our comprehension. Should we then be surprised to find in spiritual world... Also, mysteries that we cannot fathom.
1: Mm. I think
2: some things we just cannot explain.
1: Yeah, and that's a quote from Alan White, uh, Education, page one hundred and seventy. That's right. She says, "There's things we just cannot explain."
2: Yeah. Now let's think about Proverbs chapter three, verse five to six.
1: Oh, I was one of my favourite proverbs there, and it says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths." Here we find clear prerequisites from God for this promise of directing
2: our paths. Mm. You know, the problem is, as we go around the world, when things and I and you know things go wrong at work or sure. in your family in your relationships or your health, and you think and you pray to God and you go, nothing's happening. And what we normally do is we just give up, we mm. get depressed, and we just think we just give up. But if we ask God, we've got to believe by faith that He's got it. That he really has plans to prosper you and give you a future Absolutely, yeah We just don't It comes know. back
1: to that trust relationship again, doesn't it? all comes back to trusting the
2: promises of God mm. And so every prerequisite is also a commandment Right If we aren't sure that we have been fulfilled fulfilled the prerequisite, prerequisite Then we may pray for willingness with the surety that the Lord will answer us immediately Yeah But if you are willing to be made willing, God will accomplish that work for you Sometimes we've got to say, Lord
1: Make me willing I'm willing to be made willing I've prayed that prayer more than once
2: Something small that may help you Do we know what we are doing When we have prayed with God's promises Have fulfilled the requirement And then the doubts being answered Mm. We're making God into a liar Under no circumstances do we want to do that In this case pray Lord I believe Help my unbelief Yes And then trust Mm. It really comes down to that Faith and trust are linked together isn't it We're just just trusting in the promise of of God For example what about Noah Did God ask Noah to build an ark Did Did, God say that there was going to be rain It was going to rain for 40 days And
1: that flood was going to cover the earth Cover the whole earth that's right Never seen rain before Okay, There was no way to scientifically prove What God had prophesied would happen There's no evidence was there None whatsoever No evidence of this ever happening before No And so
2: what did Noah do
1: well, his work showed that he actually believed God He started building it up Started chopping down trees He started, yep. uh, you know, planing the, the trees And making planks together And getting all the equipment together and Started building this ark His f- faith was demonstrated in his works
2: That's right You know,
1: he believed God
2: mm. all right? He was obedient And he was obedient yeah.
1: His obedience demonstrated his faith I mean, talk about faith
2: 120 years later, Etienne mm. If God says something to you And then would you continue on that for 120 years? He continued on building that ark, doing what God asked him to do, believing that God said he would do it.
1: Incredible. An incredible witness to what genuine faith is all about and how it's manifested. That's right.
2: Mm. And so there's a valuable advice on praying with promises in the chapter Faith and Prayer in the book Education by Ellen G. White. A beautiful um, advice on prayer. So the next thing is praying for the Holy Spirit. Mm. I think we have the best qualifications for praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but we shouldn't forget that it doesn't have to do with making God willing to do our will. It's not about us asking God, can you just do my will? Mm. No, but rather believing in his promises and his trustworthiness. So what about the promise for receiving the Holy Spirit? We've Mm. talked about this many times in Luke chapter 11. And the Lord has given us a wonderful promise for receiving the Holy Spirit.
1: Okay. So this is from Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. It says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yeah, he wants to give us the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's his will to give us the Holy Spirit. And
2: hasn't our heavenly Father made a binding commitment right here? Yes. The requirement in this wonderful promise is what? What to, is our part? Just to ask. We've got to ask. Yeah. Yet Jesus doesn't mean asking one time, but makes a contrast appeal. And what he does, he says, you know what? You've got to ask many times. Just like Naaman had to dip seven times in the in the river. Just like Elijah had to pray seven times before it rained mm. all right after three and a half years of drought. You've got to con- continually ask. That's true. We also read about other texts which speak about the same thing. For example... In Acts chapter 5, verse 32.
1: And there it says, We are his witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So is God going to give the Holy Spirit to those who don't obey him? No, because disobedience shows distrust and a break in relationship with God. So what was the requirement here is obedience. Mm. We can see here that
2: we can't support ourselves with only one text. That's right. We've got to always compare all the texts in the Bible. We also have to consider the context of the promise mm. It doesn't have to do With being obedient Once with something That is pleasant for us Rather it has to do with Being with obeying him Our wonderful redeemer And friend mm. Obedience creates joy
1: It sure does Yeah mm.
2: you know, Jesus says You know In prophecy in Psalms It says I delight to do thy will Yeah Your commandments are You know the yeah,
1: well, law is written Within my heart That's ah, right. right It was a joy To
2: obey God mm. And so Obedience creates joy Pray every morning For an obedient heart yes. Pray for that Pray for God to write those laws on your heart and give you a desire and joyful obedience in your life.
1: And desire is important, isn't it? And and the
2: greater our desire, the more we'll appreciate the gift when we receive Mm. it. Pray that the Lord will make you willing to do everything he wants and will help you to accomplish this. This creates a good prerequisite. And I just love what Jesus says in John 7 verse 37. And we're just going to leave you with this.
1: Okay. And this is talking about having that desire. It says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. What and, he's a,
2: t- and he's talking about what? He's talking about Pentecost. He's that's right.
1: to that you're receiving the
2: Holy Spirit, the rivers of living water.
1: Wonderful. Dear listener, we're just going to take a break here, a short break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned.
4: Abbott and Costello. Jordan and Pippin. Wilbur Wright and Orville Wright. Simon and... Garfunkel. Now, pardon my somewhat trivial examples here, but the point is one that you know well. Often, someone is prominent or achieves in large part because of the help of another person. The Protestant Reformation was the most significant religious and you could say political event of the last thousand years. And while we think of Martin Luther as the architect of the Reformation, Luther likely wouldn't have been Luther without Philip Melanchthon. Melanchthon was a giant intellect, a theologian, and he collaborated with Luther. He made Luther better like Aaron and Hur holding up Moses' hands. Exodus 17, verse 12 says, And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side, the other on the other side. Whose hands can you hold up today? God might be looking to you to bring out the best in someone else. I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Let's live today by every word.
1: Dear listener, welcome back. We're glad you're still with us. We just, before the break, read this beautiful promise that Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So Jesus will fill us with that drink. Now, what does that drink represent, Colin? Well, it has to do with the desire for the Holy Spirit. He's saying, if anyone thirsts. Okay. So so are you thirsting for the Holy Spirit? Well, I
2: don't want to have a drink if I'm not thirsty. That's right. So Jesus is saying, he's saying, we need a desire for the Holy Spirit. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. And drink Mm. If you have no desire or think you have little, too little Then you may pray for desire We can pray,
1: Lord, give me a desire Make me thirsty Mm. for the Holy Spirit So God can fulfill all our insufficiencies Even the desire for things that we think we need to desire But we don't by nature have It's a a request according to God's will Mm. Which will be immediately
2: answered When we ask our wonderful God He will create in us the desire And the accomplishment. Mm. And we may also pray for the desire for a close relationship with God and to love him with our whole hearts to serve him with joy. Amen. And to have a growing desire for Jesus. We can ask, Lord, give me that desire.
1: Mm. Especially as we look forward to his second coming as well. A desire to keep your commandments. Mm. A desire to obey.
2: A willingness to pray and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, we can ask him for that so we can be. Excited when Jesus comes when mm. we're united with god 's kingdom, we also can ask for a desire for god's Word. you mightn't have a desire for God's word yes you know I didn't have a desire for God's word, mm. but when you ask for that God, fill me with the Holy Spirit, when you ask for the Holy Spirit, it'll give you a desire for god's word yes, asking for a desire for you know a thirst for your word, Lord, a thirst for your spirit, ask him. Mm. If it's, if that, is that God's will for you to Absolutely. spend time in your Word?
1: And I, I can relate to it As a young kid I used to love the fairy tales And the little comic mm. strips And used to read that And at the age of nine my dad bought me a Bible for my birthday And at the time because I was so carnal Even as a little kid I just had no desire for the Word And my dad bought this for me It was the greatest gift he's ever given me but at that time I didn't appreciate the gift. Mm. But I knew under conviction that that was my duty to read the Bible. After all, I was a Christian young boy. So I'd start reading the Bible and I just couldn't get into it. I'll read Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter two, Genesis chapter three, and then I'll stop. I wouldn't go any further. Yes. Then I'll start again a few months later, Genesis chapter one, <laughs> Genesis chapter two. And I and just you, I couldn't get into it. And if it. you got into Leviticus, you sometimes really got stuck. I couldn't really you really got stuck. That's right. So then what happened was finally when the Lord actually um Created a desire within me When I saw my need Like I've never seen it before I started reading the word And it just became alive And I couldn't get enough of this As I'm drinking in the word of God It was just such a joy And such a delight I, I, Every waking moment I had I was in the word It was it was a complete turnaround What I didn't like before I now couldn't get enough of It was like It's like my taste buds For spiritual things that Had been awakened so, so what happened is Is that God gave you a thirst Yes so he
2: was thirsty, he will come to me and drink, mm. as Jesus said in John chapter 7, uh, verse 38 and 39. That's right. And, and it has to do with the desire of the Holy Spirit. If you have no desire or think you have too little, then you may pray for desire. Mm. It's a request according to God's will, which be immediately answered to us. So we've got to pray uh, also a desire in us to what? to be equipped to save the lost. Yes. Lord, give me a desire to witness. Amen. I mean, I mean for many years, I didn't even have a desire to witness. Mm. Here am I, turning up to church every week. I mean, I had no desire to go out and give anyone Bible studies. I had no desire to 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 witness. Yes. You know, I just mm. thought, oh, that's the pastor's job. <laughs> My sure. job is to turn up to church and listen to a sermon and, you know, pay some tithe and, you know, do the Sabbath school lesson. And, and that was it. Mm. You know, sing three three hymns, yeah, and... preach to the choir. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But listen, to what Jesus says mm. in John chapter seven, verse thirty-eight and thirty-nine.
1: It says, "He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said." So Jesus referring back here to the Word of God. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, and it says, "By this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive." So he is
2: talking about the future. Outpouring the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost Yes And he says as scripture has said He's always quoting from the Bible Jesus mm. He always quotes It is written yeah. In other words he's saying here
1: And the great thing is Colin That living water is going to remain for us From the time of Pentecost The former rain was to be with the church All the way through until the latter rain is poured that's out That's
2: right And I believe he's also speaking about the prophecy In Ezekiel chapter 47 About this temple being built And it says out of the east rivers A river comes A mm. trickle And it flows into a great river and it brings healing into wherever it goes, to the the nations.
1: Yes, to the sea. To the
2: sea, which the sea represents in the Bible, the nations. Mm. And so when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water will flow from within us and we will bring what? Healing to the nations. Mm. Amen. And so here is a condition is belief. What was the condition? He who believes in it. Believes, yes. Yeah. We see that our faith is in Jesus Christ. Our trust is in God. Mm. It's an important prerequisite for receiving the Holy Ghost Or Holy Spirit But when we pray with promises Then believing is easy We just got to believe what God says That's right And just rest in that And just like Jesus says in or well, Paul says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 When he says these words I say then walk in the spirit And you shall not fulfill the lusts of the spirit So what's the condition? The
1: lusts of the flesh yes What's? Is there a promise here? There, that's a promise Yeah. If you're walking in the Spirit You will not fulfill yeah. the lust of
2: the So we've faith. got a promise here Which is expressed as a command mm. I say then, that's a, command. that's a command Walk in the Spirit That's the command When God wants me to walk in the Spirit Then that clearly means that He wants to fill me With the Holy Spirit That's right Yeah. Mm. And He shows us here that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit Then we aren't at the mercy of lust anymore The Holy Ghost breaks oh, the power yeah. of sin in us And we can read that in Romans chapter 8. It talks about that, the power of sin being broken in us Mm. in Romans chapter 8. And through the Holy Ghost, the deeds of our body are put to death in Romans chapter 8 verse 13. It says the Holy Spirit breaks the power of sin in us. The deeds of our body are put to death, as Romans chapter 8 verse 13 says. That's right, yes. And think about Paul, who said about himself, he says, I die Daily, mm. it is something tremendously valuable not to be at the mercy of the works of the body. Remember, the works of the body or the flesh, found in Galatians chapter five, verse eighteen and twenty-one, yes. are you know the lusts of the flesh. Mm. But he says, rather, grow in the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians five twenty-two. Yes, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit will be seen in our lives, and the lusts of the flesh will be done away with. Praise They'll be God. subdued yeah. and completely subdued. That's and right. done away with and we can compare sin not being able to invade our lives to the assembly of like binoculars mm. in order for no dust to get into the lenses the room has to be accordingly overpressurized Right? okay this means that the uh, sorry the air moves outwards when the door is opened mm. no dust can enter in the same when same way when we are filled with the holy spirit it says you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh Okay, when you fill this hole, that Spirit. is a
1: great analogy. So, overpressurized room means that air can't flow in; it can only flow out, and therefore, dust from outside cannot come into the room.
2: That's right. And there's the promise in Ephesians chapter three, verse sixteen and seventeen and nineteen, mm. about being filled with the Holy Spirit and transformed.
1: Yeah, it says that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, we can be filled with the fullness of
2: God. Mm. And how? Through the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit dwelling inside in our, our hearts man. by faith. And that's how Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And maybe we don't notice any of the powerful sometime. some time. It could be like it's in nature. In the winter, the trees are bare. And in spring, they're green, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the trees are bearing, but it takes some time, doesn't it? D- yes, it does. It takes time for a plant to grow. It takes mm. time for the for the leaves to come out and for the flowers to bloom. And there's tremendous power at work in this revitalization. But we can't see or hear them, but we see the results. Mm. You see the results, don't that's you? That's right. But it takes time to see the results. And that is the way it is for me and for me as well. I thank God that it gives me abundant power, but it's taken time for me to grow and produce fruits It didn't yes. happen straight away mm. The fruits of the spirit happen over time As you grow That's right As you grow as There's the plant recreation
1: grows. and regeneration So we're talking about g- regeneration That aspect now, yes
2: That's right mm. Now another example we have known for a few decades That we have electric currents in our body So we know that you know okay. that we have electric currents in our body And they're there But we aren't aware of them mm, That's true All right Yeah And so that's just another example. We, they're there, but we're just not aware of them. Mm. Okay? Now, I want to tell you about Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Okay? Because it talks about
1: continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's right. Yes, it says be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Or let yourselves be continually and so this repeatedly. this is an ongoing, continuous process. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we need the Holy Spirit to... Witness, to give power. That's right. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me.
2: Now, remember, the disciples had the commission, right, to take the gospel to the world. That's right. But they were told to wait until the power came. Yes. They didn't wait idly, though, did they? They That's didn't sit and wait idly. They prayed earnestly for the empowerment to meet people in their daily lives. Mm. So they prayed earnestly and to have the right words to lead sinners to Christ. Right. They laid aside all their differences And aspirations to power Mm. And so we also may pray with that promise We need to pray Lord We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit Lord So that we'll have the right words to witness And to have power to witness and share with others And so we can claim that promise as well And so you know, no positive result I just want to talk to you about a certain young man Mm. And he's looking for counsel Since he wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit And he was really struggling And um, the pastor asked him have you completely submitted your will to God? So this was the question the pastor said. Have you submitted your will to God? This is a prerequisite yeah. of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a very important question. And he says, I don't think I completely have. Mm. Well, the pastor said, then it won't do you any good to pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Till you have completely submitted your will to God. Mm. Don't you want to submit your will to God right now? And the man says, I can't. He replied. Mm. So the pastor said, are you willing for God to do it for you? Yes, he answered Good answer Then ask him to do it He prayed "O oh God, enter me from my own will Bring me into complete submission to your will Lay down my will for you, for me I pray in Jesus' name mm. Then the pastor asked him Did it happen? It must have, he said <laughs> I asked God for something according to his will and I know that he answered me and that I have that which I prayed for. Mm. He just claimed a promise for God. Isn't that yeah, right? It's,
1: it's a promise that we just read before in 1 John 5, verse 14. If we ask anything yeah. according to his will, he hears us. We know that he hears us. That's right. Mm.
2: Yes, it has happened. My will has been laid down, he said. Now the pastor said, now pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm. He prayed, oh God, baptize me now with your Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. And it happened immediately when he laid down his will. Wow. All right. So there's a great difference before and after. Mm. Now, even though Helmut Helbert goes on to talk about, even though he was acquainted with praying with promises for a long time and used it in a special situation and experienced wonderful answers to prayer, he thought for many years that it was good enough if he just simply asked for the Holy Spirit in prayer without relying on specific promises. Mm. I know that many have the same opinion. I don't want to say that it's something wrong, but when I took back my personal experiences, then I can only regret that I only prayed this way without any promises. Right. For a few years now, I have been praying daily with promises for the Holy Spirit. He now prays God's promises. You promise for the Holy Spirit. I lay down my will. I surrender my will. Mm. And you said, if I do that, you promise to fill me with the Holy Spirit and to answer my prayers. Mm. And through that, through an experience in October 28 in 2011, Helmut Horbill realized that the great in his life was the before and after and since he started praying with promises he says his relationship with God has never been more
1: intimate and more closer relationship with Jesus so some people could experience a bit of a breakthrough in a relationship with the Lord just taking this advice on board praying with promises praying
2: the promises of God mm. and it's not just subjective thinking you know you can link it with the following things for example while reading the Bible, I often have new and encouraging insights. Mm, because he's praying and be filled with the Holy Spirit and surrendering, he's now praying that he'll have more insights yeah. into, word, into God's Word. So in the battle with temptation, I can remain victorious. That's a promise from the Word, yes, that's right. indeed. He says his prayer time has become more precious to him, and it brings him great joy. Mm. And God answers many of his prayers. Yeah, That's just a wonderful promise. Another thing he says... You know, reading according to Acts chapter four, verse 31, he has a greater joy and more boldness to tell others about Jesus. So he says, Lord, like the book of Acts, like Peter and John, I pray for more boldness Boldness, to tell others about Jesus. He says he's become more sociable with his own friends. He's more sociable. He's more outgoing. He's more sociable. Hmm. He says he lives happily through God's grace and feels secure in his hand. He feels more assured of salvation because he's happy in God's and secure in God's yeah. hand. Wow. And when there's a difficult phase in his life, he says, the Lord has sustained him in a wonderful way and strengthened him from within. This is through his time in prayer and claiming the promises of God and trusting in God, mm. despite the evidences of what's happening in his life. And he's also realized what spiritual gifts the Lord has given him. Another thing okay. that happens, guess what? He started stop criticizing other people. Wow! Even in the church, Mm. criticism stops. And when he hears other people criticizing, he feels uncomfortable. When people start criticizing, I've noticed this in my own life. You know, you can easily be critical. The church is not doing this. This ministry is not doing this. The pastor is not doing this. Oh, the rest of the church is not doing this. And we can become highly critical. Mm. And we can look at each other and start being critical. But what happens when you're filled the Holy Spirit? The criticism will stop because you'll start seeing people through the eyes of Jesus and look past their faults and Mm, see their need. That's very encouraging. And this change took place quietly and over time. He noticed at first, after some time, he was praying daily for the Holy Spirit with the biblical promises. Since then, he says, I'm experiencing a different kind of Christianity. Previously, he says, Helmut Helber says, my life with God was often laborious and difficult, it was a burden. Now I experience joy and power And he also says he's sorry for his losses in his personal life Because of the lack of the Holy Spirit For the losses within his marriage and family For his losses in the churches Where he even served as a pastor Mm. When I realized this, I asked the Lord for forgiveness It's unfortunately true in this area that we can lead We can't lead anyone further than we lead ourselves In other words, we can't lead anyone further Than when we've been led ourselves That is true we also want to remember that the personal shortcomings of individuals in the family and the church add up or multiply. Mm. In order for others not to lament the same mistakes in their lives, I want to, he wants to give us a few thoughts. Okay. The first one he wants to say is in Second Peter chapter 1, verse
1: 3 and 4. Okay, so it talks about the um, the intimate relationship we can have with Jesus. It says that through Christ we have a great and precious promises that we may be partakers of the divine nature Having escaped the corruption That is in the world through lust Wow So through these great and precious promises We can be
2: partakers of the divine nature mm. And that's what was happening to Helmut And that's what's happening to You know Hundreds of thousands of people are, As I said The Steps to Personal Revival book Has been You know Probably 600 to 700,000 copies Have been distributed worldwide yes. And many many people Are experiencing the same thing That Helmut Horbill And yourself And myself Are experiencing mm. Is as we uh, become partakers of the great divine nature, we start seeing the fruits in the uh, Holy Spirit in our life. This means that the Holy Spirit is given to me through the promises. Mm. You can compare the promises to a bank check. You know, when you get a bank check, we present a signed check from an account holder. We can withdraw money from someone else's account, can't we? I give you a check. Yeah. All right. Written my name on it. You can withdraw. Yep. As God's children, in John chapter one verse twelve, it says, "We can daily withdraw." The checks The promises Signed by Jesus mm. Jesus has signed the checks Here are the promises All you got to do Put them in the bank Yes It wouldn't do good Anyone to present Our own checks Can we We can't just go And present our own checks Because we've got no money In the bank <laughs> That's
1: right that's what Not G- when it comes To spiritual things That's, that's right That's what Jesus said In Luke chapter
2: 11 You've got no bread yeah. That's another word for money <laughs> You've got no <laughs> bread To share with others He yeah. says But you've got to ask Our heavenly father For that bread Ask Jesus for that Holy spirit And we can Claim those promises, uh, we need the signed checks from the account holder. We and who holds, who's the account holder? That's Jesus. Jesus yes. There's another reason which may encourage us to pray with promises. There is pro- power in God's word. Mm, amen. I mean, why did Jesus pray on the cross three times with the words from the Psalms? Why did he defend himself and rout Satan with Bible verses during Satan's temptations mm. in the wilderness? When Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, 7 and 10 He said, man lives through every word That proceeds out of the mouth of That's God
1: right. He started his defense every time with It is written It is, it written. is Quoting written.
2: the Old Testament Because there's yeah. power
1: in God's word When God created the heavens and earth
2: He said, let there be what? Light And there was, was light. light Yes. He spoke it into existence mm. And so when we, when we speak the words God's word we are, There's power in speaking God's word Just Amen. as there's power where he just said, man lives through every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, Jesus the Creator knew that there is power in God's word. He knew this. In every command and every promise of the word of God is the power, the very life of God, by which the command may be fulfilled and the promise realized. Isn't that incredible? Mm. If you could just grasp that, listeners, or you know, those on Facebook, there is power in God's word. That's right. When we speak God's word, there is power, creative power. Mm. And what a wonderful statement! The power of God and His life are in every promise. And when we pray the promises, we are using God's word in our prayers. It says about it says about God's word in Isaiah chapter fifty five eleven. When God speaks His word, what does God
1: say? Okay, says so, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth? It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So when you pre, when you when you speak God's promises and his word
2: and it goes forth from your mouth it shall not return to you void. void. Yeah. And I plan only to pray for the Holy Spirit with promises. So Helmut Hulbert plans to pray for the Holy Spirit and the promises in, in the word of God. Mm. And he knows that after he's asked for the Holy Spirit that he may receive it based on the promise in God's word. Remember in 1 John chapter 5, verse
1: 15. It says, "If and we know if that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. So when you pray
2: without a promise, then I hope that my prayer will be answered. So you're praying without a promise. Well, yeah. I hope my prayer will be answered. You're praying without a promise.
1: Because you don't know what the will of God is. But a promise tells you clearly what God's will is. So it's better to take the time for a prayer like
2: this And experience a blessed day Rather than to complain about failures in the evening Yeah, it's true Pray the promises of God Lord, you promised This is according to your will Uh, I want to finish on this Helmut Horbo received an email Which was written with great joy This is what it says This person said I never thought it was possible That it would make such a big difference If I pray for God's leading throughout the day With my own words Or if I pray with the promises from the Bible Mm. Promises have always been very important to me. I've always believed in them, but i failed to claim them daily. My life with Jesus has gained a deeper, more joyful, more confident and calmer dimension. Mm. And I thank God for this. For this reason, I've decided to share an example of prayer for the Holy Ghost with the promises. And naturally, we can shorten this. And it's important that we learn to pray for ourselves directly from God's word. But the vital point is this. That our faith is strengthened by the promises in such a way that after we've prayed, we have the assurance that we have received the Holy Ghost. We receive the Holy Ghost when we believe what we pray. That's true. And I'm just going to take you, uh, listeners, and those who are watching, through a model prayer with the promises of the daily renewal of the Holy Spirit. Many times I go to this prayer, I've got it copied. I downloaded it from the, you know, from the, the net, the right. book, Steps Up to Personal Revival. I copied this prayer onto my phone. And many times I pray this prayer daily. And I'm just going to read this prayer, this model prayer that you too can pray for the promises for the daily renewing the Holy Spirit. Here it goes. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior. You said, Lord, in your word, give me your heart in Proverbs 23, 26. I want to do that by submitting myself to you today With everything I am and have Thank you that you have already answered this prayer According to your will Because your word says that if we pray according to your will We know that we have already received it In First John chapter 5, verse 15 And you also said, Lord, that you would by no means Cast out anyone who comes to you hmm. You said that in John chapter 6, verse 37 And Jesus, you said in Luke chapter 11, verse 13 You said that if you then being evil Now, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Father in heaven, you further said you would give the Holy Ghost to those who believe in you. In John chapter 7, verse 38 and 39. You said you'd give the Holy Spirit to those who obey you. In Acts chapter 5, verse 32. Who let themselves be renewed by the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And you said, Lord, those who walk in the Spirit. In Galatians 5, verse 16, Father in heaven, this is my desire. Please accomplish this in me. For this reason, I sincerely ask you, Father, to give me the Holy Ghost today. And since, Father, this is a request according to your will, I thank you that you have given me the Holy Ghost right now, according to your word in First John chapter 5, verse 15. And I thank you that you've already received your divine love at the same time, because, Father, your word says... In Romans chapter 5 verse 5 and Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17 That the love of God has been poured out in their hearts by the Holy Spirit And Father I want to say with the psalmist in Psalm verse eighteen, one, The promise I will love you O Lord with all my strength mm. And I thank you that I can love my fellow human beings with your love I thank you through the Holy Spirit that the power of sin has been broken in me According to your word in Romans chapter eight verse thirteen, and Galatians five sixteen, and Father, please save and protect me today from sin and from the world. Give me protection from the fallen angels and save me from temptations. And when necessary, snatch me and save me from my old corrupt nature, according to your word in First John chapter five verse eighteen. And Father in heaven, please give me the power of your Holy Spirit, so I can be your witness in word and word indeed. According to your promise in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 That you'll give me power to be your witness And I praise you and thank you for hearing my prayer In Jesus
1: name, Amen Amen What a powerful prayer And what a great example Colin Of taking the promises in the word of God And submitting them as a petition, a request to God And claiming those promises So dear listener, we are just going to take a short break To share our contact details with you And we'll be back straight after this Just to wrap up the program, stay tuned
0: Thank you for joining us on You Shall Receive Power If you would like more information about today's program Or if you have any questions Please contact 3ABN Australia Radio By phoning 0249 73 3456 Or you can send an email to radio at 3ABNAustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Dear listener, glad that you've stayed with us. We're just wrapping up our program now, and this program is to do with the Holy Spirit and the keys to practical experience. But Colin, can we remain spiritual if we start in the Spirit and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Can we remain in that state and continue we can, while we continually ask daily for the Holy Spirit okay. according to God's promises? Jesus
2: Himself wants to live in us through the Holy Spirit, according mm. to 1 John three twenty-four and John chapter fourteen verse twenty-three. And Ellen White said. The influence of the Holy Spirit is the life of Christ in the soul. Wow. It's the same power that changed Peter, Paul, and many others in the Bible is also available to us. He also gives us that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through the spirit in the inner man according to Ephesians chapter 3:16. Mm. And being filled with the Holy Ghost is the key to a life of faith, in joy, power and love and victory over sin. Yes. Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. Amen. And many church members pray daily uh, and they suggest praying day for twos. Sometimes go together and pray daily in twos. Mm. You know, pray Together in small groups Yeah There is power in praying Together in groups as well And can a person Remain spiritual Yes When we don't allow An attitude of unbelief To develop And we breathe spiritually In other words We breathe out And we breathe in Yes By confessing our sins And inhaling By making use of God's love and forgiveness And by the renewing Our prayer of faith To be filled with the Holy Ghost Every day Pray for the daily Baptism in the Holy Spirit mm. Every day Pray Lord Forgive me for my sins Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness Every day Submit your will to Lord Yes And say not my will But your will If you pray according to the promises That we just gave you God will fill you with the Holy Spirit And you will have power To be witnesses for Him
1: Amen Dear listener We look forward to catching up with you again next time May God bless you And keep you Until then